Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday afternoon, maybe a Monday morning. Thank you for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in uh, Tupelo. Oh, man. Here we go. Be a little weird, Robbie. If Brupolo was in moon landing. <laughs> I don't know if I'd believe it. Believe it. It's but spelled but it is spelled M H O O N. Mahoon. Boo. I know, right? Why not just go all in with it? Yeah. Mahoon landing looks to be as close to being in Arkansas. That you can be in Mississippi without actually being in Arkansas. Is it like up in the Delta? Yeah, it's in Tunica County. It's oh, like, okay, north, like yeah, it's extreme just, north. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're almost. It's 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 it is on the river. So and yeah, Mahoon. They should have put the golden Mahoon. golden Mahoon there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they put the put the golden yeah, Mahoon the and golden just set Mahoon. it on the water. <laughs> Just had this massive globe just sitting on the bad Mahoon rising. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Oh my gosh! Moved the golden moon from from uh, Choctaw, Mississippi. Bad Mahoon on the way. (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) Shout out to. my friend Alex, she gave me that one. That was that, that was a good one. That's great. Uh, wherever you are in our great state, if you're in Mahoon Landing or wherever, you can <laughs> be laughing the rest of the day. <laughs> you can get Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Have it ordered to uh, deliver to your home. And don't forget, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative with every purchase from Strange Brew Coffee. I can't wait to find out later that it's actually it's actually Mahone. Yes, somebody will send. I swear to God, if any of you ruin my fun with Mahone landing, I'm going to be really mad at you. Just block them. You will get you will be instantly blocked on Twitter if you tell me it's anything other than Mahone. And and I think it's time we start implementing a suspension on the rumblings. Oh, if you've done something to make us angry, oh, you get a week suspension. On the rumblings. So, well, do we have somebody who's up for suspension? No, I'm, I'm I'm setting a clean slate. Okay, but we're about to start. We're about to to start putting people in timeout. Okay, I'm down. Uh, if you if you do something to make us angry, we are a merit. If you based, well actually us, we're a merit based fan base. 
here That's on right. Thunder and Lightning. You, you get when you if you screw up, yeah, you got to go. Maybe not for forever, but I mean, we got to keep people in line. We got we got some malady people. What I do know is they can't be a part of our social club no more. <laughs> so. uh, Pip Printing over in Ridgeland, guys. You're if you own a business, you are dealing with a printer every every day, every every month, every year. You need reliable service. You need to get the message your business wants to put out there. You need to call Pip Printing. They've got everything a business needs for marketing, envelopes, forms, banners, window and wall graphics, 3D signs, 30 years of service to the state, and owned and operated by an MSU family. Call my friend Camden Baker at 601-499-5216. I want to stress again, that is his cell phone. All right, I'm giving you that guy's number. That's how committed he is to customer service. He's not even going to let you, you know, he's got a great staff, but no, he'll take care of it himself. He's got you covered. And remember, when you make a sale with him, when you order a banner, when you order a new signage from them, and you say, oh, by the way, I heard about you on Thunder and Lightning. I heard that you guys do business with the Bulldog Initiative. Boom, a big percentage of that's going to go right to the Bulldog Initiative. So you're spending that money anyway on printing and on marketing materials. Do it with PIP Printing and Ridgeland. And help the Bulldog Initiative at the same time. 601-499-5216. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, the, t- the time has come. It is, it, we, we are in the nitty-gritty of holiday season right now. If you haven't bought it yet, you're in trouble. And if you go back and listen to my interview with Zach Selman from Friday, which I would definitely encourage you to do, I mean, I think it's kind of clear from what he's saying. The interlocking, the, 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 the clock's ticking, guys. So if you haven't gotten your share of interlocking MSU gifts and gear, now's the time. So get it at College Corner. Great selection, great prices. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowway by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Uh, Thursday? Thursday? I just got done eating there. Oh, I'm sure you did. How about you go eat there on Thursday? No, I might could do that. For Thursday evening? Oh, you're ready to go? Oh, yeah, let's just go. You're, you're ready to just knock it out. Let's just knock it out. I'll, let me check the schedule. Check the schedule. We'll, we'll, we will figure that out. Okay, then. Yes, we can make that happen. <laughs> are we doing guest room? Or are we doing... I won't go, we'll, go up to, we'll go up to the big place. Go up to the okay. big, yeah. I want to be treated fancy. Okay. All right, great. Sounds great. So... Brian's getting a meal at Restaurant Tyler. You should, too. It's a great place to eat. It's a great place to head. You want to have a special occasion, you can have it with a meal at Restaurant Tyler. I love when the ad read is just me getting excited about going to eat at a place. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best one. To me, that sells it the best. It does. 16 Priority One Bank locate. If somebody wants to you know, give me some money at Priority One Bank, well, I'll get excited for that one, too. But they got 16 locations for you to choose from to open me this account. And... Uh, they are taking care of you in these small Mississippi towns across central Mississippi. If you are looking for a relationship with a bank that provides small-town service but big-time financial flexibility, you've got it with Priority One Bank. Go to their website, PriorityOneBank.com, to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Play it! All right. Big recruiting weekend, and here come some commitments. Let's start on Friday with 
Robbie, very rarely, you know, there are times where I get caught off guard where something that's been discussed where we're like, that. Ah, that's low probability, though. But it does happen. And then you're like, oh, wow, okay. And so you're caught off guard, but you're not, like, taken aback. Mm-hmm. And you're not like, what What happened? That happened to me on Friday. I, I, in the final segment of the show, Borky was talking about God knows what. and and Live golf. I have no idea. Could have literally NIL. been anything. Yeah. Complaining about this, that, or the other. And I see the tweet from Pete Thamel that Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin has committed to Mississippi State. And that is a guy that I did not, you know, we talked about quarterbacks a bunch last week. And if we did not say his name, that name was not on anybody's radar. Um, I mean, Levy is getting getting good at this, by the way, of pulling guys out. You're like, who? What? They did it with Coleman Hutzler. And now now he does it with a quarterback, Blake Shapin. His numbers at Baylor are, are they're good. They're good. I watched a couple of highlight videos of him. I, I, I always caution people with highlight videos, right? They're just they're called highlight videos. Those are the best clips. <laughs> you know, you gotta watch a full game to get an idea of what you're really dealing with. But the highlights look fine. He looks like he's got some athleticism. He's got a pretty decent arm. And at the end of the day, if nothing else, he is a, a upgrade over Will Rogers and Mike Wright, I would tell you. But that is not a name we, we we were expecting. You know, what were your initial thoughts when you heard that Blake Shapin was headed to Mississippi State? I mean, it was definitely a major surprise, and uh, you know, I didn't really have, I didn't really know what to make of it right out of the gate, and initially, my thought was they've. You know, they, they've whiffed on some other guys. And I started thinking, you know, maybe this is the secondary guy. I'm sure they're going to go after some other guys. But I, I started digging into him a little bit, watching his film a little bit. And like you said, it is his highlights. But mm-hmm. at least in the highlights, you can see what he can do well. And there's definitely some things that you can see in his game that would work really well in this offense. Mm-hmm. And throw the vertical ball, right? He's the, got some mobility. The more I look at it, like I'm just not the a guy that's going to be outraged if this is Mississippi State's guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, your goal is to go out there and get a more dynamic quarterback, a, mm-hmm. a bigger name at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if this is your guy, the floor for him is much higher than you know somebody way, way, way down the board. So. You know, I think that there's probably a ceiling with him, mm-hmm. but I would put his ability ahead of Will Rogers mm-hmm. as far as what he could potentially do in this offense. So you've got and, a, a situation there where you have a more capable quarterback yes. and a more capable coaching staff. Yes, I mean that that automatically seems like improvement. And I, I'm I, I don't do like the trust the coaches thing. No, but no, I've, I I've do had think that, of you, that I do think that you do have to give. Jeff Lebby a certain amount of respect when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. He knows what he wants in a quarterback. He knows what works in this offense. And I'm just going to assume that he sees a lot of really good traits in this guy to be willing to take him. And let's not act like the guy was just dreadful at Baylor. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I know you would just say I would say he was okay at Baylor. He was okay, but I mean, he he encountered some injuries. Yeah, you know, twenty twenty one. I think he could, he could have had a good year, really good year, mm-hmm. had he been fully healthy. But 
you know, last two years he's thrown for over 2,000 yards. His, um, you know, his career numbers are really not that bad. 36 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He's not a guy that's going to be, um, you know, making a ton of terrible mistakes. And, you know, two years ago was really solid, 2,700 yards passing, 18 touchdowns. This past year, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2,188 yards. And um, pretty good completion percentage, completing 64% of his passes. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying he's not mobile. If you watch him on film, you can see mobility there. He, he wasn't asked to do – I would say he wasn't asked to do a whole lot of moving around at Baylor uh, and running the football as much. But he is capable of moving around the pocket right. and, and making plays for you there. I just can't get like you know super ticked off about this, like the outrage. I, I feel like people immediately see something, and without actually stepping back, looking at context, going and uh, you know evaluating a person, they immediately jump into like freakout mode. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, the I mean, the last week and a half or so, the message board has been an absolute disaster, and. It's just filled with like just uh, knee jerk reactions, freakouts, lack of context, lack of uh, you know an overall you know view of the whole situation, and I th- I think people are going to have to understand here. This is not going to be a situation where I think Jeff Lebby comes in and Mississippi State is going to contend for an SEC championship next year. Mm-hmm. I really feel like we need to have that conversation. It's going to be very difficult for Mississippi State to come into next season and be competing for the playoff. And I think that people have have kind of they're in this line of thinking like we got the portal now, we got all this. This team's going to be able to turn it around immediately. I just don't think that's going to happen. And it it might you know he might end up landing a, a great quarterback and some huge pieces out of the portal on the defensive side of the ball, that might happen. But I don't think people realize the situation that Mississippi State is in currently. The roster needs an overhaul. I told you all that two or three weeks ago, Mississippi State is going to have a lot of new faces on this roster, and they're up to 14 transfers now. And a lot of those players needed to move on. They need new faces because, let's face it, the last couple of uh, – you know, off the field recruiting staffs that aren't here anymore. Mm. They did a pretty poor job of evaluation on a lot of guys. They were way too involved in evaluation on some players that Mississippi State did uh, did not get to campus because they didn't give them offers, things like that. So the recruiting was not great. This past uh, staff really, I don't know what happened, but they really kind of messed the bed a little bit on this recruiting class. Yeah. And I think that's evidence in the fact that. Daniel Hill would not touch Starkville, Mississippi for the entire year. And in two weeks, Jeff Lebby and Chad Bumpfus or whoever has him on campus. Mm. So whatever was happening with that staff was bad. And Mississippi State's behind the eight ball here. Jeff Lebby's having to play catch up. On top of that, it's just going to be difficult right now to sell to big-time transfer portal guys guys that you're battling it out like with Dylan Gabriel uh, with Oregon and guys like that, it's going to be difficult to sell your roster to those kind of guys that are graduates that want to compete for the playoff next year and want to join a roster that's that's ready to do that. So 
I, I'm just asking, please, just practice patience with this guy. Let's see what he does. This next year is it might be tough, it might be bumpy, but they're working. They're trying to figure it out, and they're trying to do the best that they can to to start kind of building here. But it's going to be difficult for Mississippi State to try to get a guy like Dylan Gabriel and to get a guy like DJU and those kind of guys that want to come in somewhere and compete immediately. And I think people think just because Mississippi State has this money in NIL that they're going to be able to sell that. That's not what it's about with everybody. Yeah. I had a, a conversation with someone Saturday, and it's they, they made the comment, this isn't Amazon.com. Right. You can't just click on the guy's picture, and he just shows up You know, six to seven days later. Yeah. You know, it's free shipping, though, with Amazon Prime. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, you save some money, really, with doing that. But, yeah, you, it, everybody has NIL, mm-hmm. especially for these big-time players. So it, it just goes back to recruiting. It goes back to what you normally recruit off of. Things like, are you going to win? And if you're a one-year quarterback – Winning is going to be important. And so, you know, for Dylan Gabriel, yeah, winning is important to him. Well, so I think he, a very similar situation is what we saw with baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, everybody thought Mississippi State was just going to go out there in the last two years and just go grab the best players available in the portal. And what we saw, you know, last year is Paul Skeens wanted to go. People kept making it out to be an NIL thing. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't an NIL thing. And, and people just will not believe that. But Paul Skeens wanted to go somewhere where he could go win a national championship. Mm-hmm. He went to LSU, who was building a monster roster. What did he do there? Won a national championship. Well, I'll be damned. And was the best player in the country. Yeah. So, you know, for everybody, it's not about, you know, just here's a check. Right. You know, people want to win. And money, yes, is a, has become an important part of all this. But guys want to win. They don't want to be miserable and just making a lot of money. So I think that that's, it's important people to have context when they're thinking about this stuff. State wants two quarterbacks, and yes, their eyes are set on elite guys in the portal mm-hmm. at quarterback. But I just caution you guys to be prepared that that's a possibility that they can miss on those guys. It doesn't mean Jeff Lebby's going to be a failure. It doesn't mean that Mississippi State is poor. They don't have money in NIL. It doesn't mean that they're settling. It just means that it's tough right now for this program to convince Dylan Gabriel and guys of that ilk to come to a place like Mississippi State that is kind of rebuilding. Um, and getting a guy like I mean, the the comments on – after Blake Shapin committed, were just brutal, ridiculous. They're brutal. And getting a guy that's played in the Power Five and put up fifty five hundred yards and thirty six touchdowns, and been a starting quarterback that has the ability to run this offense. There's worse guys out there that you can get. There's a, there's a lot worse that Mississippi State can do than Blake Shapin. So mm-hmm. if he's the and I'm I'm not trying to prepare like I'm not trying to sugarcoat things or sunshine pump or whatever. These are my honest thought thoughts on this guy, on and on where Mississippi State is right now. If he is the guy, then yes, your chances of going to the playoff are diminished in comparison to getting a more dynamic quarterback. Mm-hmm. But it's not the end of the world. I'm also not was not expecting the playoff next year. No, if you were, yeah, then that's uh, on I mean, you. 
I, I, the people, uh, the, the, the response, not so much of just getting shapen, but then when Gabriel commits on Saturday to Oregon, yeah, people were like really upset. Like, what were you guys expecting? What, what were you, we, we said from, all right, from the very beginning, we said Mississippi State has a shot with him. Yeah. And Thanks then to Jeff Levy. Oregon came into the picture and we said, well, you know, I said all week, I, did, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. But if you can survive this. Look, if you get him to campus, thing, you have a shot. Yeah, but the whole it was all contingent on surviving the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was, it was never like state's got a sixty percent chance or whatever. I, I I didn't understand the outrage after that happened. We all knew it was going to be difficult to pull him from Oregon. You got the the whole Marcus Mariota uh, connection because mm-hmm. both of those guys are from Hawaii, right? Um, they also it, play Hawaii week one. Yeah, that's so great. he gets to go to Hawaii, go home for like but a homecoming game. Acting like Mississippi State right now is on the same level as an Oregon team that was competing for the playoff all season long, and we'll do so next year, and we'll do it again. Yeah, that has much greater resources from a financial standpoint. Is is to me is just kind of naive. Yeah, and this is I mean you got you got to take the maroon shades off there. Yeah, that was always going to be tough, and j- just because. Jeff Lebby was his, you know, coach doesn't mean Mississippi State was guaranteed to get him. Right. Switching over now to the high school kids, and most of that was that's who was here for the most part this weekend. It appears on the surface, as we, you know, as, as the, the the rumor mill starts to churn and, and people leave their 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 meetings and everything, uh, that Mississippi State seems to have done okay. They did pick up one commitment at this moment. It's two o'clock almost on a Sunday, so it's possible that by the time this airs, they will have picked up another. But we're we're still monitoring, so we might we are, we are monitoring the situation at this time. Our news desk, our news desk people are working overtime to bring our us our interns the latest information. Working their fingers to the bone. If you would, are interested in an unpaid internship here, uh, <laughs> please contact me. Uh, uh, okay, you're yeah. about to get a bunch of contacts, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you know what? I'll have, you, you remember that Seinfeld where uh, where Kramer had an intern. Mm-mm. Oh, so like he has an intern. For Cromerica. And uh like the kid didn't all he Cromerica. did. So like he at one point like uh Kramer was gonna miss lunch with Jerry and George. So the kid went and took notes <laughs> on everything that was said. <laughs> he catches George, he's like, Then Mr. Seinfeld went to the restroom. Mr. Costanza wiped his hands and <laughs> using uh Mr. Seinfeld's water and then looked at me and said, This never happened. <laughs> so that's what you're gonna get out of my intern. Um, San Francisco McGee. Uh, I, from the very beginning, I've just I've wanted to say San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I, but I'm gonna have to fight through that. San Francisco McGee, wide receiver out of Mac- plus the fact that he's, his last name is McGee, from he's Macomb. from Macomb. Yep. It's driving me insane. The only thing would be worse if he was from Mendenhall. Yes, then, then it would have been an issue. But he is committed to Mississippi State. Uh, was committed to Ole Miss as of last week. Now committed to Mississippi State. If we go back to the summer, we all thought San Francisco McGee was going to be part of this class. Mm-hmm. He came to the top dog camp, had a great showing there. Everybody was like, okay, he's going to be committed to state. Then he commits to Ole Miss uh, and and was part of that big summer push that Ole Miss had where they got a lot of in-state kids in the boat. Now he's decommitted. Now he's a Mississippi State Bulldog. Receiver this weekend looks like Chad Bumpus did some really good work. Obviously, J.J. Harrell has been as locked in as anyone can be. Now McGee is committed. We're awaiting the commitment of Mario Craver from uh, from uh, 
uh, Clay, Clay Chalkville Chalk. High School just won a state championship. Yes, he was uh, really impressive. Yeah, had a too. big game in the state By the way, Ryan Williams mm-hmm. that, that plays on, um, what was the Sarah Land. Was the Sarah school. Land. Yeah. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to be incredible. He's an Alabama commit. Imagine that. He is going to be, I mean, Amari Cooper. Really? He's he's unbelievable. He had 300 and something all-purpose yards. Right. He had over 100 yards kick, four touchdowns. Send us to play Alabama next year. It's all right. It's all right, everybody. Well, he's a junior, so you will see him eventually. Damn it. Yeah. But what I will say is Craver was maybe not as impressive as Ryan Williams, Mm -hmm. but he was really impressive. Yeah. And his team won. Expecting that commitment by the end of the day Sunday here is right. what I've been told. Uh, and then there's Stonka Burnside, who uh, is being reported by uh, Paul Jones of On Three, on three Sports. This, I, this website keeps coming up. Uh, that he will, he, he told him that he is shutting down official visits. Interesting. It's almost like somebody mentioned that last yeah. week. That's a somebody, possibility. Somebody talked about that, and then somebody else talked about that on uh, – on Sports Talk Mississippi, and, and someone wanted to give him some back talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if, if we're going to have another source off, I bet I'm going to be 2-0 and at the end of those. Um, that'd be big. He was scheduled to visit Ole Miss next weekend. Now, he is another one that is supposed to it, it, reveal his commitment at the at the Under Armour All-American game, yes. January 6th, I believe. Third. Third? I don't, I don't know. Third or sixth. So, eh. Well, it's a difference, you know. January 6th is a difference. Yeah, that's true. Uh won't go there. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's gonna be one of those situations where it's you have to you're gonna see a lot of this if you read between the t- the lines if you read the tea leaves. Yeah, you know. So you, if, you will, at the end of the day, if he's not an Ole Miss next weekend, you know, it, it would be really surprising if he doesn't make a trip to Ole Miss and ends up signing with Ole Miss. Yes, that would be. That's just a very weird sign. Yeah. Um, but I mean, here's the thing. Stonka is almost like, you know, my main point all the time is follow the visits. Mm-hmm. He's been to Ole Miss like once, yeah. once or twice. He's been, he was at most of State's home games this year. Obviously, he was committed to Mississippi State. Um, he chose this, he's chose Mississippi State this week for his visit. It was going to be Ole Miss. And he changed that to Mississippi State because next week, He's about to be, or this week, he's about to be Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game for most of the week. Mm-hmm. And the only time he could come visit, I think, is you know late Saturday, which is still a possibility. I'm not going to ever rule out Ole Miss pulling out all the stops and trying to get a kid on campus. But if he doesn't go this week, that will be a pretty telling sign. And... As of right now, I don't expect that to happen, and I really did not expect that to happen before he came to Starkville. Mm-hmm. So everything right now, and it's been trending this way for the last couple of weeks, says Stonka Burnside will be a Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a it would be a pretty big surprise, but I I never say never when it comes when a state and Ole Miss going after a kid, all bets are off, and you just never know. But as of Sunday. I feel very, very good about Stonka being a part of this class from Mississippi State. And that, to me, is a major win if Chad Bumpfus is able to do that. And you start looking at this class for Chad Bumpfus, his first year on campus, mm-hmm. you had some doubters on him this year, some people that didn't think he was a very good coach. 
because of what the you know wide receivers looked like at times. Mm-hmm. And I'm just completely dismissing that yes. right now yeah. as hogwash. Everything was bad. Everything was yeah. bad on offense. Yeah. One thing that – I mean, you can even argue that. One thing you can't argue is he is absolutely killing it in recruiting right now. Right. He's about to have if, – if Stonka joins the class, he's about to have three four-star wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I believe that's correct. Mississippi State doesn't get that. Yeah. Very a long often. time. It, it, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So he's about to have three four-star wide receivers. He's pulling in and some McGee transfers. Was, McGee was the leading receiver in the state this past year. Yeah, McGee had a great season. Yeah. Um, and so the wide receiver hall, if he's able to get Craver and also Burnside mm-hmm. with what he's had, what he has with Harrell and, and San Frisco, mm-hmm. it's a great freshman class. Yeah. And uh, you know, at least a couple of those guys, I think, could play next year. All right. Then from the quarterback position. The Maryland native Michael Van Buren on campus this weekend, and again, all the uh, the tea leaves are reading in a way that he was he had a great visit, and it might might be a bulldog sooner than we think. Yeah, right now everything points to that happening. I mean, obviously he's still getting hit up, but th- this has been Lebby's guy. Mm-hmm. Lebby jumped on him last week. He was already recruiting him, I think, at Oklahoma, and he opened up his recruitment from Oregon. A guy that I. You know, I hate to 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 like put this much on him, but I see some Dylan Gabriel in him in this okay. game. You know, obviously different hands that they throw the football with, but the way that he moves around in the pocket, the way he throws the football, I see some of those traits. I see a perfect fit for Jeff Lebby's offense with him, and um, I think he would be a great kid to build this offense around. In the coming years, you give him a red shirt year this year, with um, you know Chris Parson ahead of him, and uh, I assume Chris is going to be ahead of him, and then you know whoever else, right? If you get somebody else out of the portal, whatever. This is a guy that can that I think can really hum in this offense. I, I like him a lot, but mm-hmm. you got to nail down your quarterback for this class, and Lebby is all in on this kid. Then we've got. The guy I think that most fans who follow recruiting were the most interested in this weekend, and that's Daniel Hill, the running back slash athlete, whatever you want to call him, out of Meridian, one of the state's top players, and you sort of hit on him just a minute ago. Prior to Jeff Lebby's arrival, this is a kid who wanted nothing to do with Mississippi State, had not visited campus, did not camp here, made it very clear. And, and in fairness, same with Ole Miss, wanted nothing to do with him. He was, was, was headed out of state. Comes to Starkville this weekend – he is not one that I think we feel is 100% committed, is privately committed. I hate that term, but anything like that. But it does feel like Mississippi State does have some momentum with Daniel Hill right now. Yeah, they do. And um, I, I think that this kid, to me, might be the best athlete in the state mm. in the sense that he can easily, on this level, play offense or defense. I think Stonk is a lot like that, too. You mm-hmm. can put him at safety. You can put him at wide receiver, whatever. There's like two or three kids in this class that are going to go to offense that under Dan Mullen would go to defense. Yeah. And, you know, Daniel might end up on defense, too. I don't know. I think that he is a first- or second-round pick at a linebacker. I really do. I don't know if you saw him yesterday in that picture of all the in-state guys, which I always think is kind of weird to, like, you know, check out the recruits like that, but – it's kind of hard not to see that that dude is built like a Mack truck. 
he is an absolute monster. Mm. And I, I think that wherever you put him on the field, he is going to stand out. I, I'm kind of shocked that, and I don't know this for certain, but I don't, it doesn't really feel like Alabama's pushing for him. Right. He is like an Alabama prototype. Like he, he is a player that, you know, they look for. That that's a that's an Alabama looking kid mm-hmm. from a you know size standpoint. He was about a tenth of a second faster. He he'd already have, he'd have another star too. Yeah. So the kid is a freak. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a game changer for the class if Mississippi State's able to get him. And all indications are he had a great visit this weekend, and Mississippi State made up a lot of ground. How much ground is that? Is the is the question because he hasn't been interested in Mississippi State in the last several months. You know, there, there's been so many times where we've talked about don't do not lose any sleep over this kid. Don't even have a thought that he's coming to Mississippi State. He's not interested. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, he shows up to campus and you, you start to you know if you're a state person, you start to get a little emotionally invested in this recruitment. Things have changed here. And I, th- I think State is squarely in the game. I just wonder how much ground they had to make up and if it's going to be enough. I think that he's obviously coming off the visit with a high, just like you normally do. Mm-hmm. And the he, he was with a great group. It was a great job by State. This is like the, the Dan Mullen approach. Get all these in-state guys in together. Mm-hmm. And have them spend a lot of time together, and it it usually bodes well for you. I think that's what we're seeing here with this. Um, you, you had a you had a big group of of in state guys that made him feel comfortable. He's friends with JJ Harrell and uh, you know Clark and Lockhart and uh, Stonka and and those guys. So I think State has made up a, a ton of ground. We'll just see how much that is because when he goes home and he's not around those guys anymore, and he starts thinking about it. You know, sometimes things change there, so I, I'm I'm really intrigued with the next couple of weeks for him to see what happens. So all in all, it appears it appears that the state's got some good momentum out of this weekend that they needed to have. Uh, you know, obviously you'd like to have some more uh, some more commitments, and 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 by the like I said, by the time that you listen to this show on Monday morning, it's possible they will have those commitments, but. All in all, for state, it seems like they needed some, and I haven't even talked about guys like Ethan Miner, uh, Justin Ball, the, the two transfers who were on campus, both of whom appear to be headed towards Mississippi State, or at least leaning that way. We'll see how that how that all pans out. But state seems to have had a good weekend from a recruiting perspective. Will it pan out and, and add to this class? We'll find out uh, soon enough. Let's move into basketball. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. You're cooking out this weekend or any weekend. Well, then why don't you throw some beef on the grill? I would because it's awesome. I love a good steak. I love a good burger. I enjoy having those things. So you should too. Head to your local grocery stores. Head to your local butcher shops and pick up some beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. That's another place we should go there this week too, but we don't. You don't have to pay for that one. Yeah, I mean, even if I did have to pay, like, what? How? Why would I argue? 
You know, I mean, well, if that's the case, well, let's just, yeah, pick up the tab, buddy. I don't care. I ain't going to stop why you. Are, why, why are Arkansas fans tweeting at you about San Francisco right. McGee? We'll, I want, we'll get back to that in a second. Let me get, let me get through this. Sweet smoke Southern Soul food. I could go for some 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 pork rind nachos. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna give y'all a pro tip. I think I've mentioned on the show before. When you get the pork rind nachos, if you just add, tell them to add bacon, mm. they will add bacon. And it's not just like little, it's little not strips of bacon. We're talking about chunk o bacon on there. So mm. do it. And tell them. Tell them. Hey, Dad said. Hey, I want some bacon on that. They'll take care of you. At Two Brothers Smoked Meat. It's another Bulldog Initiative business, by the way. Great products. Great service. That's the, uh, the motto of almost every business out there. But who really delivers it to you? Well, who has 49 years of delivering it to you? That's Advantage Business Systems. When you need new technology for your business, give them a call. And then if you do need service on something they've sold you, it's the same number. You don't have to worry about making a call to an overseas call center. You don't have to worry about uh, you know dealing with 1-800 number and being on hold for 45 minutes. It's all simply done because it's all here in Mississippi. Can't make it any easier for you than that. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue? Well, fellas, that's where your next polo or pullover needs to come from. Great name brands, great styles, but most importantly, they have got the, uh, the, the, the logos that you're looking for. You're tired of wearing those big banner M polos, which, by the way, I'm going to have to come up with a new read pretty soon, I think, because I feel like that's being phased out. If you listen to that, and again, going back to my interview with Zach Selman, if you listen to what he said about logos, kind of clear where that's trending, mm-hmm. which is a great thing, and Robbie and I are the reason it happened. Um, and Basically. So we'll, we'll take the credit for it, and we'll tell you also that you should go to the Rogue and buy a new polo there. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. I don't know what this Arkansas fan's doing here. So I, I tweet that San Francisco McGee, one of the top receivers in the state, has committed. This guy says, NGL, not going to lie. You are going to lie, actually, by the way. A three-star being a top receiver in the state says a lot about the talent level in Mississippi this year. Well, I'm not much much for messing around, so let's go look. Now, granted, the top top player in the state of Arkansas this year is a wide receiver, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Courtney Crutchfield. He has 100% crystal balls to Missouri, so not a good job of keeping the in-state talent in-state. The next highest-rated receiver is the number 6 player in the state, C.J. Brown, committed to Arkansas. He is a three-star wide receiver. I I don't know what you want from me. Now, I mean, so McGee is, you know, in terms of uh, Mississippi talent, from a receiver standpoint, McGee is behind Noriel White, J.J. Harrell, Stonka Burnside, and there's one more, I think. No, I'm wrong. He's the, he is the fourth-rated receiver. He is the number 23 player overall in the state. He would be the number 10 overall player in the state of Arkansas. What the hell, bro? Plus, it's Arkansas, the worst team in the West this year, the one team Zach Arnett was able to beat. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood the Arkansas mindset. Yeah. Like Mississippi State, no miss or beneath them. Mm. When state has won what eight out of the last eleven games yes. against them. Yes. Ole Miss has begun to win fairly regularly against them. And the high school talent in Arkansas is below Mississippi. It is. You're in, you're out. So I I mean I don't know. Th- this idea that remember the tweet that was out there like 
Arkansas should never lose yeah. to Mississippi State. No missing anything. Yeah. Like whoops. Arkansas is the worst program in the SEC West over the last ten years. Yeah. The worst, significantly worst. In in a year that was a disastrous for Mississippi State, Mississippi State's worst season since two thousand and eight or so. Yeah. Mississippi State beat you head to head at your stadium. Yeah. I, I just I, I can't understand. Another one is way, like I, like if you really want to laugh, go to that guy's Twitter page and look at his first tweet. Do you want to do that? Well, I can't. Don't read it. Don't read it. Just look at it. I can't. I can't read it. You can't read it on the line on the air. No. Well, you could. We are a podcast. We are an FCC. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are an FCC regulated. But uh, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, another another one is the the Ole Miss fans. Anytime Mississippi State gets a guy that they perceive they dropped or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they immediately jump in the in the mentions, completely unwarranted, talking about why they couldn't take the player or the player wasn't good enough to play for them, mm-hmm. things like that. You will see a lot of that if Stonka Burnside goes to Mississippi State. They did that with JJ Harrell too. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't want JJ Harrell. That was like, that was like their line of thinking. Like guys, you are a grown man talking about seventeen and eighteen year old kids, mm-hmm. and and, t- and saying. They're not good enough to play for your team. They suck. They're scrubs. Like, get a grip. I I, I don't understand people sometimes. Oh, wow. It is what it is. All right. Bunch of losers. We, we talked about Mississippi State basketball. They had a bad week last week. There's just no getting around that fact. They lost, they lost both games they played. The one to Southern was particularly bad. You saw the value of coaching on Saturday. You have a bad week. You coach it out. You get it out of their systems. And so what does Mississippi State do? They go and play one of their best basketball games in quite some time and just absolutely uh, dominate uh, Tulane. A good, really good and, offensive team. Yeah, I think we need to, we need to, to go with that. 106-76. When I tell you that they State won by 30 and that doesn't, that's not indicative of how bad that score was, that game, they could have easily won by 50. They got a lot of points late. And State, State, State was just playing the, the backups. I yeah. honestly thought Isaac Stansbury might get like six, seven minutes of run. He didn't, and I, I, was, I was actually a little disappointed in that. Um, State shoots for the game. State shoots 58.6%. They shot 67% in the first half. It's really unbelievable this team's kind of Jekyll and Hyde sometimes with the shooting. Yeah. They were 13 of 28 from behind the arc. 10 three-pointers in the first half. They weren't great from the free-throw line, but that's fine. Uh, Did you see my tweet yesterday about their three-point shooting? Yes. They have had... Is it three or... They've had three games of 10 or more Mm three-pointers. They did not... And that's in nine games this year. Yeah. They had three in like 60-something games the last two years. Yeah. They, they figured like, out some things there. Hubbard is a big reason for that. Hubbard oh, is a big yeah. part of that. State's plus 16 on the boards. They hold... Uh, where am I looking at? They hold... Uh, Tulane. Tulane. I could not think of their name. To 42% shooting, uh, and including only 20%. They were 5 of 24 from behind the arc. State just dominated this game. And Josh Hubbard, again, I mean, this kid's a superstar in the making. Mm. If his, continue, if his c- career continues in this, this fashion, he's going to be one of the greatest players State's ever had. It's still early. 
22 points in 21 minutes, 7 of 10 shooting. He was 5 of 7 from behind the arc. Welcome back, Keyshawn Murphy. Yeah. 7 points, 10 rebounds in 17 minutes. Very good day for him. Uh, four other Bulldogs in double figures. Jimmy Bell has 14 points uh, to go with four rebounds. 14 points for Cameron uh, Matthews. DJ Jeffries, I thought he had one of his best games um, of the past year and a half, maybe. 11 points for him, seven assists, four rebounds. Shaq Moore back in the starting lineup, played really well, 11 points, three assists, couple of rebounds for him. Deshaun Davis had six assists. They had 31 assists on 41 made buckets. Take that all day, every day. Just a really good game. Completely back, feels like they're back on track, like nothing, nothing's, nothing's problematic. Net up to a 29. That's I mean, They'd be in the top 15 if they had just beaten Southern. Yeah, uh, but that's a... To me, that's a really good sign that they aren't like climbing uphill the rest of the year. Right. They're they're in, and I think a lot of that has to do with Northwestern is is looking like a really good win mm-hmm. right now, and I don't think Georgia Tech is going to severely hurt you. Right. But the you know the Southern game is going to be strapped to you mm-hmm. at the very least. It's, it's going to hurt. It's you. It's going to make a difference in seeding somewhere. Yeah. Whatever seeds you are at the end of this, you could have been one higher. You'd beaten Southern. Well, we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Like, no matter what, we're going to say if they would just beat Southern, this and this. Right. But it really is incredible. They scored as many points in the first half as they did the entire game. Yeah. Last game. Like, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. First, first half, what was the point total in that? Uh, 62. What happened? They were up, what, 17 to 2 at one point in this game? I mean, it's just. Well, here's insane. the thing. Like, I, I, I said this yesterday. That is the That is what a great coach does. Mm-hmm. And I, there were some smart Alex out there. Well, I wasn't a great coach last week. Well, I mean, there's going to be bad weeks. But what you do is you have a bad week, you hammer that the next week, and you go figure it out and figure out a way to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. I, I've i been hearing uh, the last couple of days their practices were super intense. I mean, that's during not the surprising. Week. And Chris Janger got in their rear. And they were focused. You could tell when they came out of the gates doing what they did on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. you could tell they were locked in. Mm-hmm. You saw that. Like the first the, couple you saw possessions, the you were like, this team is ready to play today. And you yeah, saw the opposite of that against correct. Georgia Tech and Southern. You're correct. Like they, they looked disengaged. They looked kind of lackadaisical. This was different. They played really well. And they have a game Wednesday night against Murray State. That if they win that, I mean everything. You feel like everything's right back on track. Yeah. Uh, for the for this basketball team, they looked really, really confident, really, really good. And, and don't don't underestimate how good they played defensively. You think seventy six points is a lot, but like you said, the state really turned off the the, the 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 gas with about seven eight minutes to go in the game. Uh, Tulane is a team that averages a ton of points, and state just completely you know had them under their spell. Uh, defense. I mean, you remember so. like everybody wanted the Forbes guy to yeah. transfer to Mississippi State, yeah. and he had a good and game. He he was solid. Yeah, he had uh, what six points, five, uh, six. Uh, I'm sorry, never mind. He didn't have a good game. So you got to look at what these stats are. Oh, six, six, and five. Yeah, the first six is points, the second six is turnovers, and the other five is personal fouls. Okay, well there you go. So not he a great didn't game. Have, no, he was prominently featured, yeah, prominently but featured. State did a. Good, good job, job of yeah. shutting him down. Yeah, I thought Jimmy Bell had some really good moments mm-hmm. in the game. I, th- I mean, really everybody played well. And the for starting all the lineup. Grief, I mean, when the, the entire starting lineup is in double figures except for Deshaun Davis, who has six assists 
in the game and three three rebounds. And then thought you have DJ Hub- was good again. Yeah, and Hubbard coming off the bench to give you twenty. Hubbard, it's it's just silly. I mean, well, I don't know, man. He is a he's a gym rat. Yeah, he is a player that forever. You see the the chair thing. Yes, I we used to do that drill. Okay, sit in the chair and shoot like yeah. right in front of it. Yeah, it helps with it helps with your your arc the arc of the shot the arc and kind of the sh- like your upper body strength. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is a guy that lives in the gym and he's always been like that. And you kind of look at his demeanor; it never changes because he's that's kind of what your he phone. Is. I want to ask you a question. Jake Browning just got hurt for the Bengals. So they're on their third oh, quarterback. God, do you know who the third quarterback is? For the Bengals? The first thing, you do know who the third quarterback is. A.J. McCarron. It is A.J. McCarron. Yep. <laughs> God, I have Jamar Chase in my league that I can win. Uh, it's not looking good, buddy. What happened? Uh, is so it serious? They're holding his hand. I don't know. He's actually been playing okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my sorry. gosh. Sorry. I mean, I hate the Bengals, so I mean, it doesn't true. really bother me, but it, no. it hurts my fantasy chances. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, we may have I hate more. we didn't get a chance to um, confirm any of these other guys, but um, no, I, mean, just, I mean... It just is what it is. Yeah. But we'll confirm, we'll confirm them tomorrow. We get to play the song again if they, if anybody of them uh, will commit. So, yeah. simple as that. Guys, have a great uh, Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.